This is the Monday, December 17th, KHSU Magazine. I'm your host, Kathleen Marshall, and joining me right now in the studio is Julie Neander. Julie works in the Environmental Services Department of the City Arcata. Welcome, Julie. Thanks, Kathy. It's nice to be here. So we are here to talk about two things. Let's uh, talk about them sequentially. The first one is the REACH Ordinance. Tell us what that is. What does R-E-A-C-H mean in the REACH Ordinance? Okay, um, it's called a REACH Code. And what it is, is it uh, builds on the California Building Codes and the energy standards that the California uh, state has set. So what you can do, they allow municipalities and jurisdictions to decide to kind of reach beyond those energy efficiency requirements and implement one that's stricter or more energy conserving. And so Arcata has a number of sustainability initiatives and uh, we have an energy committee that looked at could we implement a REACH code in Arcata and worked with the state to make sure that it's cost effective and found that yes, indeed we could. And so it is going into effect very soon. It's been approved by the state. And what it does is it applies to both single-family residential, uh, duplex, and then multifamily residential. And what it requires is that if you're building a single-family house, you have to be 30% more efficient than the current California Building Code energy efficiency standards are. And if it's a multifamily, you have to be 80% more efficient. Um. What are the current standards um, set out by the state of California for single-family or multifamily residences like this? Uh, well, there's a number of different standards. So they do require a certain amount of energy efficiency. You have to do calculations and show that you meet those standards. And I don't have that right specific okay. uh, calculation right there. And it really okay. depends on the size of the building. But we're talking about things like um, uh, providing your own energy source on site through solar panels or wind turbines. And we're talking about energy efficiency measures such as using all LED lighting, uh, things like that. Well, um, the way the REACH code is structured is that it really is up to the builder uh, to decide what they want to use. And there are a number of different things. So one could be putting solar on your house. Uh, looking at really highly efficient um, appliances, both for uh, heating water or heating, you know, your house. Um, also looking at, you know, very energy efficient windows or better insulation in your attic and walls. So those are a variety of different things. And what you do, you work to just show, okay, I'm going to build this house or I'm going to build this, you know, 10 unit apartment complex and to meet the code and to meet 20% better for the code, if it's just say it's a 10 um, unit apartment complex, I'm going to put in these different features and I can show you by doing these energy calculations that I've met it. Oh, interesting. Um, my husband and I built a house, well, I guess it's almost four years now and we went the whole energy efficient route. We have a hot water heat pump technology mm, to good. generate our hot water so that we're not burning gas for our hot water and we have um, air source heat pump uh, technology for heating our home and it sort of works like a reverse refrigerator and it can it can also cool our home so we're not burning gas or coal. We are using electricity but it doesn't directly make heat. It's not resistance heating. Um, it's really comfortable and all LED lighting and massively insulated and um, yeah, it took a lot of work to figure all that stuff out. We had to get an engineer to do the energy calculations mm -hmm, that's and it, things exactly. like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, that's great. Good for you guys. That's really <laughs> kudos for you. I mean, we're working in that direction and there will be, 
you know, California is looking at always updating their energy uh, efficiency requirements for their building codes. And so there will be a new one that'll be going into effect in 2020. So really this code that is going into effect in Arcata in 2019 kind of helps set that bar now. And so builders that are building in Arcata will be a little bit ahead of the curve, having had this experience for this year when 2020 rolls around. Right. So, you know, I know things like that can be very expensive. Will there be um, assistance? assistance programs for um, people, say, building their first house? Well, what in order to put these reach codes in place, you have to show that they're cost effective. And the state actually worked with uh, some consultants to model all these different um, kind of initiatives or this specific code. And they looked at every region in the state and they showed that in our region, which is region one, it is cost effective. And really what you're looking at is you're looking at over the lifetime of your building, but usually a cost effectiveness ratio means that you're going to get a payback within, I don't know, seven to 12 years, something like that. Mm -hmm. And so when you look at it, you may feel like, yep, I'm spending a little bit more money up front. But 10 years from now, I'm going to be spending a lot less money on my utility bills. And therefore, exactly. I'm going to be saving. Exactly. You know, and I think one of the other initiatives for putting this in place is that when people build a building, it's going to draw energy for not just one year, but we're looking at, you know, maybe 50 or more years. And so what I think Arcata really wanted to do was to make sure that we were doing our very best to be as energy efficient as possible. Because if we're looking at reducing our greenhouse gases, one of the things we can really tackle is how much energy we consume in our buildings. Yeah, you know, um, our utility bills went down from, you know, uh, in our old house, we had a gas furnace. And of course, in the wintertime, that's inefficient and very expensive. And now with our um, air source heat pumps, we just pay the, the monthly service fee for the electricity because we also produce electricity with mm. our solar panels and 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 we actually did that same kind of cost benefit analysis was if we spent that money on the front side how much money would we save every month and how long would it take us to recoup that and then it's essentially all free after that right yeah so, cool so the other thing we are here to talk about with Julie is um, the Plaza Improvement Task Force and um uh, that was very exciting. So the McKinley statue will be coming down. Is there any uh, time frame for that? Um, I think what's happening now is we're completing the environmental documents that you have to do before you can make a change on the plaza there. And then once that's done, I, I think we'll be working on removing the statue. That's not really the focus of the Plaza Improvement Task Force. I mean, that was something that was decided by council last year, and then the voters reaffirmed that yes. in November. So that's kind of happening. Yes. Um, really what the Plaza Improvement Task Force is looking at... Um, what we can do to improve the plaza. It's really the heart of Arcata. Yes. And um, there's wonderful things that go on there, but I think there's a lot of people that have had real concerns about some of the situations. Some people don't feel safe there. Um, we'd like to get more economic development going on, not only in the plaza, but, you know, throughout the downtown area, um, beautification, and certainly more activities so that the plaza is really a welcoming place for everyone, all ages, you know, all different kinds of people. And so that's part of what the Improvement Task Force has been charged with, with the, through the council. Sure. And the task force has been um, operational for three or four months now? They started, their first meeting was in October. And uh, then we met again in November. And our next meeting is December 20th. It's at 4.30. And it's at the senior room at the Arcata Community 
Center, and anyone is welcome. They're all always open to the public. It's 4.30 to 6.30. And really, the task force right now is in what we kind of call the listening phase, really wanting to get as much and as complete uh, input from the community as possible is what would you, what do you, what do you love about the plaza now? What do you think we could do to improve it? How could we make it feel more comfortable and inviting for you specifically as to who you are? Um, so we have developed this survey and the survey is both in English and Spanish and it's online. And I know our task force members are also seeking out um, different groups, asking them to help us get inputs and, uh, uh, you know, just so that we can, and then we'll look at all of that input and we'll, based on what we hear from people, we'll start to come up with some options perhaps as recommendations that would then be made towards the council to say, okay, we've looked, we've listened to people, these are suggestions that have come out and this is what we're recommending you consider. Yeah, so um, in preparation for today, I took the survey yesterday and uh, it's uh, fairly easy to access. You can go to the city of City of Arcata's Facebook page, and apparently you can go to the City of Arcata's homepage, and it will be available there as well. Or you can call the City of Arcata at 822-8184, and someone from the city will send you the link to the survey. I had a great time taking the survey. Oh, I'm glad. <laughs> and I had a lot to say, because I always have a lot to say. Um, but it's a great opportunity, I think, for people who cannot make a meeting, but want to have some input into this um, creative process of transforming the plaza um, in positive ways to have some input. Absolutely. And we also have it in hard copy as well, if, if people are not comfortable going online. So we will be trying to distribute some hard copies as well around the community or with different groups and working on that outreach. Cool. Could, could you make those available also at the Arcata Public Library? Absolutely. Okay. So, and I imagine you'll have them also at City Hall? Absolutely. Yes. Oh, all, right. Right. all right. Yeah. So some of the questions are things like, uh, what do you like about the plaza now? And what kind of things have you heard about what people enjoy about the plaza now? Um, some of the things that I, you know, people, people I think love some of our larger events that happen there. The markets, regularly. the yep. fairs. The markets, the fairs, uh, certainly Arts Arcata, those evenings. Um, I think some people like going there just to be able to rest or have lunch or talk, uh, gathering place. And what kinds of improvements have people been suggesting so far? Hmm. Well, we haven't really put together all of the... In fact, since this has gone online, we've gotten over 200 people filling out that survey. So we're really excited. Oh, that's we really great. would like to have a thousand people fill out that survey, though it'll be a lot of work for the task force to kind of coalesce that information Absolutely. down. Um, but certainly I think some people don't feel safe on the plaza. They want to feel safe. Some people would like to have more opportunity for a variety of activities for, for young children. Um, so those are some things that I think are, you know, brought, have been brought to light. Uh, and then of course, um, there are, there have got to be some specifics about how people can feel more safe on the plaza. I'm sure in the response to the surveys, that kind of thing will come up. We are looking for that. And we also, the task force will be hearing from our new chief of police uh, this Thursday, just talking about safety and regulation in general. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know, um, I went to a few meetings last year of community members and, and business owners, and, and there were loads of ideas floating around, you know, movable playground equipment so that 
there'd be activity in different corners at different times. People talked about bulb bouts and mm -hmm. space for art exhibits and uh, bandstand and so that there could be musical performances more frequently. And it, it's all very exciting. It is. Uh, food trucks is another one, I think really deepening the connection with HSU and seeing whether or not there's ways we can have um, more Humboldt State University activities on the plaza. Are that would ways be to, great. Yeah, you know. Um, and certainly maybe a lot more programming too is there programming that can happen there at least during the, the time of year when we can depend on good weather that could bring more people to the plaza to enjoy themselves. Um, you know, there's a lot of information that really talks about how communities are very strong when there's ways for people to um, connect informally with one another. Yes. And the plaza really provides that opportunity and, and the activities that happen there now provide that, but there's really a lot of potential for more of that. So, you know, during the week, after hour, you know, after work or after school, as well as, I mean, our weekends, I think the plaza does have a fair amount of use, but I think we're really looking at how do we maximize that use. Yeah, yeah, maybe on a daily basis, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So um, people can find out about the meetings um, on the City of Arcata website. Is yes, that correct? Great. Absolutely. Great. And uh, they can take the survey, which was, um, you can make it as long as you want and say as much as you want, or you can use short answers and it goes by quickly. So thank you so much, Julie, for yeah. coming here and talking about this with Absolutely. us. Absolutely. The survey will be online until February 1st. Also, I just want to, we're trying to get all that input by then, but give people enough time that we can really gather a lot of input. Great. Great. Thank you so much for joining me today, Julie. You're welcome.